Hello everyone and welcome to the Talk Music Podcast, where we chat everything and anything related to the world of music and occasionally focus on topics a little bit unrelated. My name is Scott Kelly. I am a drummer turned comedy singer-songwriter and apparently now a podcaster. You're going to hear me chat to many different people, but more often than not, it will be fellow musicians having conversations about their careers and lives within, arguably, the greatest art form in the world. And you get this for free each and every week on scottcowie.com, on Stitcher Radio, and now on iTunes. So please rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, let them know what's going on over here. But for now, enjoy the show. Guest this week on the podcast, Joel Hoekstra, guitar player extraordinaire, the man currently playing with Whitesnake, previously Night Ranger, Foreigner, we're going to talk about all of that, we're going to talk about his current solo project, and Nora Germain and I are going to answer your emails, it's all coming up, it's going to be a good one. Before we get to the interview, I am joined now by my friend, one of my best friends. I would say, actually, you're one of my best friends, Nora, do you know that? Oh, that's sweet. You're one of my best friends, too. Is that that genuine? I was being genuine with mine there. I'm genuine, too. That's great. Nora Germain, one of the best uh, violin players in the world ever, Uh, the self-proclaimed next greatest... Musician since Hendrix. Is that what I said? Yes, he quoted the I'm same. I'm so one. glad that you wrote that down because how could we live if we forgot that? Right, okay. We're going to get right down to it. Tons of emails coming in. Keep them coming, ladies and gentlemen. music at gmail.com. Uh, Nora and I help everybody out. There's a section on the podcast, Love Advice, and we look to help everyone out. So keep them coming in if you've got any problems. So we're going to read the first one. Nora, are you ready? Yes, absolutely. Do you, do you, do you need love advice? Do you have a broken heart or pubic lies? Oh, oh, love advice. Hi, Scott and Nora. James here from Brooklyn. Hello, Brooklyn. I mean, James. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Hello, Brooklyn as well. Big up to the boogie. Right, okay. James here from Brooklyn. Uh, James writes in, I have been dating my girlfriend for the past two months. Big congratulations, James. Well done. I have been dating my girlfriend for the past two months. Things are going great. She had a tough year after her divorce. And I was always that shoulder to cry on before we got together. Okay. She has two kids. One is 15 and one is 16. Mm -hmm. They are a little bit apprehensive around me. I try to be friendly with them, but it is awkward. I am an amateur wrestler, so I try to play around with them and randomly wrestle them to the ground with various chokeholds. I try to bond with them, but we don't really seem to connect. Do you have any advice on how I could, in the near future, having... Them call me daddy? Uh, yeah, James. You know, I'm sure that your collection of chokeholds is really extensive and impressive. <laughs> but I think <laughs> I think that you might want to sort of let them come to you. You know, it might be better if you just um, 
if you just don't force it, you know, they'll hang out with you when they want to hang out with you. Uh, and you just, you know, I mean, you're dating their mom, you know, it's, uh, it's like they've already, it's, it's, it's protective. Okay. They're being protective and they don't need some wrestler guy choke holding them trying to do some bonding. So just let them come to you. And I'm sure, um, that they'll be, I'm not sure if they'll ever call you daddy, but I'm sure it'll get better. So I hope that helps. But he's trying to be a good dad and he's trying to wrestle. He's trying to bond them, uh, bond with them. And uh, he's he's trying to play around with them. Isn't that natural? I don't think it's natural if both people don't think it's natural. I think if the kids think it's natural, then it's natural. So, uh, you know, best intentions, you know, but I think, um, what? yeah, he's but got... Do you, not think, do you think it's good that he's trying to show off his amateur wrestling background? I don't know. Um, uh, maybe save that for the bedroom. I don't know. But what, with the kids? No. <laughs> no, with the girlfriend. But what about the kids? He wants to, you know, he wants to show that he's an amateur wrestler. Would you say, is there a time and a place for that, apart from in the wrestling ring or mat or whatever you call it these days? Uh, no. Not until the kids feel more comfortable with him. Then he can do all sorts of stuff. That sounds dodgy. I think he should wait until they feel comfortable and then they can do all sorts of fun chokeholds all day and night. Loud and clear. That hope that helps, James. Uh, right back to us. Let, let us know uh, how you get on with that. Um, progressing further down the road. Hector writes in. Hello, Hector. Um, he doesn't have a question. He doesn't have a little bit of. Um, he doesn't have anything to say other than love the podcast. Nora, can you play me something nice on violin? Sure. I wonder what he wants me to play. Something nice. Where did he say where he was from? Yes. Where where is he from? Wales. Wales. The Big Apple. Right. Yeah. Right. Um. Car okay. Cardiff, well Wales. I'm just scrolling down in his emails. Cardiff, Wales, the windy city. Um, I guess um I'll just do some quick. Dvorak. Who's that? This is a piece. I think you guys might know this piece. It's called. Humoresque, and I play it all the time, and I think you might know it. So, who, who done it? Dvorak, the is composer. That, is that the painter that had one ear? No. Who, yes. Who's that? That is. No, that's right. You're right. That is him. Uh, I always loved her stuff when she was in. I loved her when she was fronting that band. Um, what'd you call them? Blondie. Oh. <laughs> she was brilliant when she done that. Right, mm -hmm. play the violin. Right. Okay, Hector, this is for you. Hope you like it. Thank 
Beautiful Nora Germain in the house, everybody. NoraGermain.com. Oh, thank you. Uh, I know it's change of pace from what i usually play on here but i've just been feeling a little bit classical lately yeah that's a big that's my influence there my classical influence is rubbing off on nora norajermain.com don't forget to pledge our pledge campaign we're going to give you the details or i'm going to give you the details after the interview with joel from white snake very exciting it's all coming up Woo! okay i am back on the Talk Music Podcast with Joel Hoekstra. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, no problem at all. Now, very exciting time for yourself. Obviously, a busy couple of years, been lots of shows here, there, and everywhere, and the album 13. Um, how excited are you about this developing the album coming out? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm very excited. I, I had three solo albums that I put out years ago that are just primarily instrumental guitar albums that just kind of showcase more of my playing ability and were more like rock fusion, I guess you would say. And I had uh, a lot of fans that know me from Night Ranger and Rock of Ages and Trans-Siberian Orchestra and now, of course, Whitesnake that were saying, how come you don't put out just like a rock album, just normal rock songs for us? And So this is that album. I finally got around to just writing some straight-ahead rock stuff for everybody and uh, called in favors from some of my best friends in, in the uh, music business, a fantastic lineup of musicians, and uh, just came to putting out this great straight-ahead uh, hard rock, melodic rock uh, album. Yeah, and you mentioned there you were calling a few favors and uh, from different friends of yours. It's quite the lineup on this album, Joel. It's really, really cool. Um, Vinny Appice makes an appearance on it. What's it. What was it like working with Vinny? Amazing. Vinny brought character to it. Uh, he just doesn't come up with the, the drum parts that you would expect. If you sent it to a session drummer, I think they would play a certain thing that you almost what you would expect. And with Vinny, you get all these parts where you're like, where did he come up with that? That's like not, a, not at all what I would have imagined, but it takes the song in a completely cool different direction. He gave, he gave the album a, a cool identity, I feel like. Yeah, you can tell him and his brother are obviously very, um, well, his, his big brother had an influence in Bonham, and you can tell the, the, the playing there that the two of them have just developed over the years, it's, it's great. Um, now, Russell Allen also sings on the album. When you were writing the songs, did you have that voice in mind? How did, that, how did Russell uh, become involved in the project? At the very beginning, I had some riffs and songs before Russell. Uh, was involved and then as we went it was just kind of a work in progress it came together as we went and I and then I kind of thought maybe I'll write some of this with Russell and Russell was just really very busy in that department so I ended up doing all the writing on the album the words and the lyrics and everything the, the whole nine yards and melodies uh, but I think some of the stuff on the front half that Russell sang on we uh, I wrote with his voice in mind and some of it was actually just riffs that came together before he was involved. Excellent. And Jeff Scott Soto sang on the back half. Jeff did a wonderful favor for me of singing backgrounds on Russell's songs, and it was so great. I was like, hey, dude, you should sing some lead on this, too. And um, is the album's really just... Uh, I just want to have my favorite people on and my favorite musicians from the scene and, and favorite players, and Jeff is one of those guys, so he, and he sounds carried on as well. Great. Now, just in general, we're working with all these different musicians. Is there anybody that you've not had the opportunity to work with um, that you would like to do so in the future? Is there anybody that springs to mind at all? 
Not necessarily. I just want to keep playing music on a high level, regardless of what it is, and hopefully be able to uh, make a living doing so, because I don't really know how to do anything else. And <laughs> so that's about it for success for me in life. I, I think if I could get through my life just playing guitar, and uh, that that's good enough for me, man. I don't need a mansion and five Ferraris or anything like that. So um, I, th- I think that'll be good for me if I can get to that point. Great stuff. Now you touched on your songwriting process there. Um, is it, has it been different for every act that you've been involved in? Um, how, how do you write your songs? Is it riffs first? Is it melodies? Do you jam it out with with the friends? How how does it all come about? Yeah. So the way it worked with this was uh, you, most of the songs started with a chorus. I would write the chorus, um, at least a rough idea of the words, even, and have a melody for the chorus, and then just kind of build out from there. Uh, so a lot of them would come riff first in terms of like verse and pre-chorus and things like that, and then write all the guitar, the melodies were pretty much written and given to the guys with me playing it on scratch guitar tracks. So the way that the tracks went to Vinnie Apathy is he heard me playing all the real guitar rhythms to a click track, and then also what the singer would be singing, even backgrounds and spots, so he could kind of get a feel for how it was going to sound as a song, if that makes sense, and uh, so he did his drums, and then it all went to Tony Franklin uh, to lay down his bass tracks. And from there, it's a little bit grayer in terms of what order it went in. But my my real guitar tracks went down, the real vocals and background vocals. And then, of course, uh, Derek Sherinian was kind enough to be the special guest keyboard player on all of it. So he, uh, he just filled up all the gaps and added cool textures where it needed it. Uh, it's not like hugely keyboard-based music, but he he was just like again another like a favor more or less that these guys did for me by just saying we all get along. We've been uh, wanting to work together for some time, so Derek was really nice enough to do this. Great. Now you've been involved obviously the past uh, year or two with with White Snake. Now were you a big fan of the the band back in the day in the eighties when it, when it all kicked off for them? Were, were you a fan of the group? I was like most people in the States, man. I followed Slide It In uh, to a degree, and of course the 87 album was just ginormo in the States. So that album I wore out, and I listened to Slip of the Tongue quite a bit. And uh, But in terms of the old catalog, I really wasn't all that familiar with it until I joined the band, and I went back and, and checked everything out. And that's great stuff. I mean, I, I love the, the The whole catalog is really strong. Excellent. And how did the how did that gig come about then for yourself and, and Whitesnake? Uh, well, I heard about the availability really on my Twitter account. Uh, people were suggesting, saying, wouldn't Joel Hoekstra be a good replacement? And I was like, for what? And I clicked and I saw Doug left the band. And uh, I put out some feelers to management and to Reb, who I think passed some things along to David. And I didn't hear anything back at first. And I don't know um, how far it was getting. And then I think some well-respected people were recommending me to David. So David was hearing my name more and more, and I think he did a lot of research on me on YouTube, and that led to us meeting at the end of May in 2014 and, and pretty much having, it, I guess we would just call an audition. I, I did some jamming on the pre-production for the Purple album. We sang a little together, but I think mainly we had dinner and just hung out and made sure we got along, and uh, there wasn't wasn't going to be any rub personality wise or anything like that, and that all went fantastic. And uh, yeah, we agreed to meet in August and have me take a stab at recording on the album, and and that went well. And here we are, you know, out on tour. 
And and what's the touring been like then? What's uh, what's what's the experience been like so far? And give us a couple of your favourite White Snake songs to play live. Uh, it, it's exceeded all expectations so far. The tour. I mean, David's really been singing great. The band is is playing great. It's a really cool lineup. Obviously, having Tommy Aldridge back there on, on drums and and Red Beach is a great guitar player. To be able to work in a guitar team with him is really great fun for me. And Michael Devins, an awesome bass player, um, and our keyboard player, um, Michele Lupi, all the way from Italy, um, really is not only a great keyboard player, but just an amazing vocalist. So um, we really have some pretty strong background vocals live. Um, so it's, it's a good lineup, and it's been really nothing but fun for us. And in terms of like picking my two favorite White Snake songs, I really like playing them all. To be honest with you, I know it's kind of a corny answer, but uh, to be able to play these White Snake hits live on this tour, all the great riffs and solos, and also be able to pull from the stuff that David did with Deep Purple, as we're supporting the Purple album on this tour, uh, is really awesome because that stuff just lends itself to live performance, man, and jamming and. Uh, the band is really enjoying themselves a ton. Great. Now, of all the success that you've had, um, particularly in, in, in recent years, is there any advice that you would give to young aspiring musicians trying to do things that are similar to to yourself? Is there anything that springs to mind at all? Well, I think you, you get back what you put into it. So you have to work really all day, every day at it to, in some capacity uh, to achieve having a career. I think it's important a lot of uh, people that go to music school and learn the fundamentals of music don't quite understand why a career doesn't form and I, I think it's un important to understand that building a, a good career and being a good musician are really two different things. There's a lot of great musicians out there who don't have a great career um, because they're maybe introverted personality wise or just haven't done the right things in terms of networking to get to that point. So. I think you have to have a balance. If you're too into the networking thing and there's no substance there, that can bother people too. If you're always bothering people for a gig but you don't really have the skill sets to do a gig. Um, so I, I, it's a long answer. I'm sorry. No, that's but great. I, think it, I, I think it's really finding a balance between having musical skills and, and also concentrating on the networking end of things and and trying to build a, a good career. But ultimately, I guess the, the short answer would be you get back what you put into it. It's great. It's very interesting stuff indeed. Now, you grew up in Chicago. Um, are you a Chicago Cubs fan? I am a Chicago Cubs fan. <laughs> great. I've, I've been waiting my whole life, man, and we're heating up this year, so I'm getting excited. Now, it's interesting because I, I take it, I'm, I'm assuming you've seen Back to the Future, right? Yeah, and they had him win the World Series in 2015 on there, right? Right. So, you know, th things might just heat up. You, you never know. Steven Spielberg might predict the future and things could really start happening for the Cubs sometime soon. Could you imagine? That would be something else, wouldn't it? Well, I wouldn't complain, man. I, it's been nothing but heartache my uh, all the years I've been following him. So it would be wonderful to have it work out for a change. It'd be really cool. Fingers crossed. All, all the way from Scotland. We're all wishing the, the Chicago Cubs the best of luck. Now, on Chicago, what um, growing up there, some that's a place I'd always like to, to, to go. What's the, the places to play and go and watch gigs in or around uh, Chicago area? What is a great place to play? Uh, to, to, to go and uh, watch bands and to play in a band just yourself, obviously. Is what's the kind of the, the good gigs oh, around yeah. there? There's, there's so many great venues there. Park West, uh, the Vic Theatre, Double Door. 
Um, seeing bands outside on Navy Pier along Lake Michigan. So it's a great thing. There's great blues. Of course, Buddy Guys, uh, Legends is a great club to go to to hear blues. And there's there's just there's lots of great uh, live lo- uh, local music in Chicago. It's, it's a cool city. Brilliant. Now, lastly, are you ever uh, thinking of coming over to the UK at all and, and bringing the band over? Is that possible at some point, do you think? Oh, yeah. We have a whole uh, setup going on. Are you talking with Whitesnake? Uh, either or, yeah. Well, Whitesnake, we have a whole run. We're right about to head to Japan and, and do Europe, and then we end up with a big run with Def Leppard and the Black Star Riders through Ireland and the UK. So that's like, I think, 12 shows. We're doing, you know, Wembley and the whole thing. We're playing all the big all the big arenas and with that, and really excited to do that. That'll be in December. That's superb. Well, Joel, listen, thank you very, very much. Best of luck with the tour. Of course, the release of the album and, and everything you've got going on there. And it's an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you. I really appreciate your time and support. Joel Hoekstra, thank you very much for appearing on the podcast. I am back now with one of my best friends in the world. N to the O to the R to the A to the G to the E to the R to the M to the A to the I to the N, explanation mark, Nora Germain. Thank you, Scott. That was great. Right, we mentioned your pledge campaign earlier. Hit me. Now's your chance to well, plug. Um, so we're almost finished with it, actually. And um, we've got until September... Oh, shoot. It's 15th, I think. I'm not sure exactly what the date is. But you've got until mid-September to pledge, and I cannot release any of this stuff until you reach 100%. And some people are very impatient to read my book, I've heard. Who are you talking some about? People, well, I've just been getting a little, a few messages of people saying, hurry up and fund this thing. Well, you know, it's sort of out of my hands. So if you guys want to hear the new stuff. Who's been saying that? Who's been saying that? My friend, Finney O'Callaghan. <laughs> Who? I don't know. So, look, if you guys want to hear the new stuff, you got to go on Pledge Music and you got to pledge um, right now. you got to do it. So the info's on my website, noragermain.com. got to do it. And I want to thank you all so much for listening to this insane weekly endeavor. Thank you. Well, if you're not going to address it, I'll address it. The people that are getting impatient about this book, the person that Nora's referring to is me. I'll say it. They have said it. It's out in the open. It's there to be criticised, right? That statement. But listen me. Listen you to me. The reason I'm impatient, why are you laughing at me, you scumbag? Listen to me okay. and take this seriously. Okay, yep. I want to read this book, and do you want to know why? I've heard through the grapevine. I've heard through my reliable sources, sources close to you that I might add, right, that I get mentioned in this book. Of so course you do. I want to know exactly what's said about me, because if oh, it's I anything... Oh, I've heard through the grapevine. Uh, uh, you are in my first book, yeah. <laughs> grapevine, that, that grapevine's a brilliant song. Everything the Rolling Stones have released has been great. I've heard through the grapevine that in this book, I get mentioned, right? So if it's something derogatory, if it's something negative, if it's something that puts me in any sort of negative light, I will sue you for everything that you own, everything that everybody in your flat owns, everything your family owns, everything your closest friends apart from me own. So I want to read this book. So 
pledge to Nora so I can read this book and if there's anything negative said about me in the book, I can sue Nora for everything that she owns. That's great. I think that's a great plan. Are you going to tell me you've written this book about me? Is it about you? No. Uh, yeah, is the whole book about me? <laughs> yes. Nice. What's the book called? Love Advice. Brilliant. Right. Nora's your main on the podcast. Nora's your main dot com. Uh, you'll get the link on Nora's site in order to click on her pledge campaign. Pledge. And to be totally serious, Nora's a great musician and we want to help out uh, the independent musicians far and wide. And if you want to do that, and if you want to click on the donate button on scottcowie.com, you can also donate to my podcast. Uh, and, you know, because uh, Nora hasn't even done that yet and I've pledged about three or four times. When Nora what? does... What? I haven't done that? No, you haven't donated to the podcast. Holy crap, I'm going to do it right now. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. When word gets out there, everybody's... Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to give you a little behind-the-scenes thing, right? I'm talking to Nora on Skype, and see when she said, I'm going to do that right now, she didn't even move a muscle, right? She's not proactive with us. I've already pledged to Nora's campaign. She's away. She's gone. She's away to, to, to donate to the podcast, and you can do so too if you click on that donate button on scottcowie.com. Uh, keep supporting the podcast thank you very much to everybody that's been involved in this thank you Ron for producing this Ron North of course I'm referring to thanks to Joel for coming on for a fantastic interview and a great insight go and see White Snake everybody Nora's going to be there in the front row of the next White Snake concert that's near her town and if you want to find out if White Snake are near your town go to the White Snake website it's all good and we will see you guys next week yay <laughs> <laughs>